This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I like this. What is this? I think it's best if we don't say. Okay, I'm liking it. Live from Studio C, a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, where Joe Getty has abandoned his nation in its time of need. (laughs) That's a play in a golf tournament. With his son. Which sounds fantastic compared to going to work. But anyway, uh, so Joe is not here. But today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. You know what? It's not the sort of general manager you'd expect out of me, but the Russia investigation, which is celebrating its anniversary. And we'll check in a little bit of where we are on that whole thing. And there is some pretty significant wrinkles in uh, to kick off the second year of the Russia uh, investigation. Some big ones, actually. So what was that? Yada da. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, I no, that the, was yeah. that was some showbiz. That was some yeah. pizzazz. I yes. liked that. Yeah. I liked it. It had an ending. So I have a couple thoughts on this. We can either I, I enjoy a good mystery. Maybe the listeners might be savvy enough to be mm. able to pick out where that's from. Maybe text it, show us with us. But I also, uh, you know, if nobody knows what it is, nobody can tell us to stop playing. It. Well, let's that's uh, right. <laughs> Excellent let's, point. Let's leave it a mystery for a while. I thought yeah. maybe it was like you know a super popular show in the '90s that I never saw. It's, it's very well might be. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I've had various periods of time where I didn't watch television. Like there was a couple years in college where I saw like no television because I was working and in, uh, in school all the time. So I have a real gap for that. Same in the '90s. I don't remember drinking girlfriends something where I didn't see any primetime television. <laughs> and then there are other parts where I could win Trivial Pursuit on right. any era. Um, boy, I limped into work on a flat tire today. It was a close Ooh, one. Wow. Yeah, my car was. Uh, I uh, I tend Is this to, metaphorical flat tire or I t- I tend to drive rapidly. To begin yes, with, yes. Um, I'm in the I'm in the uh, I'm in the left lane, passing everybody yeah. else. But uh, my car was shimmying a little bit, which was uh, I thought that that's weird because I got four almost brand new tires and balanced and everything like that. And uh, there's not a problem with the tire. Then the 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 light came on saying you got a tire low, and I thought eh, this is going the wrong direction. Yeah. And then the car Ooh. was like leaning, Ooh. and then so oh, so I got into work and I thought I'll bet I have a flat tire. And I got out and looked when I parked, and yeah, I got one tire. It's pretty damn flat. And I'll oh. bet by the time I get out there, it's completely flat, which sucks. Ugh. You, I've ne- this vehicle I've never checked out what the jack is, and I'm driving <laughs> an extended length Ford Expedition, oh. so that's like a nine thousand pound vehicle. And if they gave me one of those tiny little scissor jacks right. that's designed right. to jack up a Prius, <laughs> um, I'm going to be in trouble anyway. Oh boy, I'm glad it. Uh, you know, I was within minutes probably of not being able to get into work at least on time, so wow. that worked out. I wonder if one of my kids did something. Huh? Yeah, blame it on your kids. <laughs> sure, that's the ticket. My guess is you hit a nail driving through the school zone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who knows? I got a lot of stuff around my property. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, Joe is not here. He's, uh, he plays in a golf tournament every year, and his son is uh, flown in to play in the tournament with him, which is a pretty cool thing to get to do. No doubt about it. It used to be, I know, a very competitive tournament for him, I think, now that it's more about a father and son reunion. It's more to do with that. Yes, absolutely. There's re- virtual Joe. We have a number of those clips. Do we have any others that we can drop yeah, in throughout I'll pull today? Them out. Yeah, okay. I will. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> let's introduce everybody in the squad before we get going. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, speaking of Joe, he's $50 richer this morning. If I, uh... Um, yeah. Mm, the, uh, yes. The Houston Rockets did win a game as they right. won quite handily There's last time. One way to correct is uh, double or nothing, you know, if they're going to win another game. Boy, I'd, I'd, I'd do that because I don't think they'll win another game. But Yeah, I, that's possible. But again, like, am I just making a bet with Joe or are you going to go ahead and involve your dark arts and voodoo curse and get <laughs> yeah. involved in the bet again? Who, well, am, I, who am I gambling yeah. against? Well, I've already filed an appeal. I'm sorry. I'll yeah. save this the, for later. The unfair <laughs> thing that happened to you that, that I shouldn't have done and you had no control right. over was me wearing my Warriors hat exactly. yesterday and i know that just kind of sounds like a funny superstition i am the cooler yep joe yep. knows this has happened for you michael knows this has happened yes. for years and years and years hottest teams in the world football any sport you want i get their hat in the tank it's just amazing i'm the cooler <laughs> meanwhile you've got some sort of steph curry voodoo doll that you're jabbing needles into its ankles at home while you're watching is the he game. still on the team Steph Curry? Does yeah. he still play for the Warriors? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not following it closely. I get the game on while I'm doing other stuff. But I've never looked up and seen him hit a three and point to the sky and hit his chest. I haven't seen that yet. Is he doing that? I don't know. Were you wearing your hat, Mr. <laughs> Curse Man? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I cover up this beautiful bald pate with a, with a team's logo. And things go south for Indeed. them quickly. Yeah, just ask Indeed. the Buffalo Bills. There Four is- times. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. If you uh, need some assistance... After the show, uh, swapping out the flat for your spare, which uh, I, I'm trying to, I'll be honest, I just really want to get a picture of you with a donut on your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. I will happily stand there with a beer in a plast- uh, brown paper bag, kind of just holding up, tra- hold on, oh, go around, go around, <laughs> plenty of room, kind of, you know, just the neighbor who's not really helping, but he's just kind of hanging sure. around. Yeah, you might want to tighten that up a little more. Sip, sip, sip. Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Exactly. Say, say helpful <laughs> things like that. Um, by the way, so that yeah. thing that you uh, unleashed on us yesterday at this time, that was the, the, the audio thing. Do you still have that handy? The, yeah, the this Laurel. Thing. Laurel. Which I hear Laurel. And what do other, some other people hear? Yanni. Yanni. Yeah. Now, Joe thinks it's made up. I It seems made up to me. I read an article about it in the New York Times last night, which swears that some people hear Yanni. Is that a, is that a thing? Is uh, that possible? Kimmel did it to his audience last night, and he said, clap if you heard this one, and some people clapped. Clap if you heard the other, so other people clapped. Um, we had the, the example yesterday of when you pitch it up and pitch it down, it becomes right. more exaggerated and, and everybody uh. starts to hear the, the two differences. So, um, so what do we learn from that? Does that mean that different people hear different words regularly in conversation? And, um, and I, is that how we often end up confused when we're talking to people? We hear completely different words? No, I, from several kind of scientists, explain, quote-unquote scientists, as they go to professors to try to figure this out, it, I think it has to do with just the, the pitch of the audio recording, and it, it was a recording of a recording which made it more distorted, yeah. which made it more exaggerated. Anybody hear, hear, hear anything other than Laurel? I no. heard Yanni. 
You you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time or you do now? Uh, the, when I first started listening to it, I heard Yanni every single time. And then, wow, like, literally, man. no joke, during the show yesterday, it pivoted, and now all I hear is Laurel. And there are other people on Twitter who are star claiming the same thing. I have no explanation yeah. for that. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We've got a trio of celebrity birthdays, and uh, as I go through these, I'm not going to give their net worth. I'm going to ask you guys to decide who you think is worth the most. Okay. All right, here we go. First out of the box, we've got the Full House dad, Bob Saget. He is 62 today. Ooh, it all depends on what his contract was with America's Funniest Home yeah. Videos. If he had the right contract, he is incredibly wealthy. Actor, former late-night talk show host, Craig Ferguson, 56 years old today. I don't see him that wealthy. And Trent Reznor, the lead singer, Nine Inch Nails, he's 53. I'm going with uh, Bob Saget, clearly the richest by far. All right, positive, Sean? Yeah, I have, I have Saget top, Nine Inch Nails, singer second, Ferguson third. All right, we'll go through them. From the least wealthy to the most wealthy, Craig Ferguson, $30 million. Okay. But he's, no, he's not even the funniest. Saget's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> the, the least wealthy at $30 million, good Lord. Right. Trent, Trent Reznor, $70 million, and the richest of them all, Bob Saget, with at least $100 million. So he had some sort of really good deal with America's yeah. Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. God, good for him. Now, I've never seen him live, but I've heard he's filthy, filthy live. He, as dirty as they get. He yeah. is supposed to be hilarious and very dirty, and I've only seen the America's Funny home, Funniest Home Videos yeah. version of him, which is as lame as lame gets. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. But made him $100 million. That's the Jay Leno model. Jay Leno, who was a fantastic stand-up comedian, dumbed down his jokes for, I don't know, Grandma and Grandpa at night and made a ton of money. Right. And uh, there's an audience for that sort of thing. And I would think it would kill your soul. Maybe you just look at your checkbook every single day. (laughs) Bob Bob said, you ever watch that show? His jokes were awful. (laughs) And I mean awful. (laughs) Yes, they were. Whatever. He made a lot of money. Uh, Probably filmed 50 of them on a Tuesday and never had to show up again for the rest of the year. Exactly, and had a yacht pick him up in the parking lot (laughs) and drive him to his bigger yacht. Uh, Uh, So, you know, it works out. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, May 17th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. we got a number of interesting interviews lined up today, as there is some fairly big... Uh, news that's happening in the twenty-four hour last twenty-four hours on a couple of different things. Anyway, let's begin the story. The Bergen, Bergen, and Mark. Your mom said, "Comb your hair." Your dad told you, "Smarten up." Your dog is judging you right now. What is that? <laughs> that is John Goodman in the first part of a new ABC News promo. Would you like to hear the rest of it? Sure. And your best friend just called you crazy. We all need someone who will pull no punches and give it to us straight. Now, imagine getting your news like that. No bull, no spin. Just give it to me straight. Straightforward news. Straight to the heart of the story. ABC News. Huh. Straightforward. Now, has ABC changed anything about the way they're doing news or just uh, got a different promo? Are they are they trying to carve out some ground in the we're nonpartisan going to give you the straight story thing i haven't read anything about that that's the this is the first change you know anything about that marshall no all i can say is we got a new voice guy it's going to change everything around (laughs) i'd be interested if abc's decided you know what we're going to try harder to be 
uh, a nonpartisan outlet. I'll, I'll do some digging on that. Yeah. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we've got the highlights from Trump's sanctuary summit. It has been a year now. Time to wrap up the Russian meddling investigation and its science. How much do you have to be worth to be considered wealthy? Stories coming up a few minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Partisan's the wrong term. I wouldn't say any of the major news outlets are partisan, but they're often shaded toward the left in terms of what stories they're interested in and their take on them, and I wonder if ABC is going to try to get away from that. Anyway, um, you know, it's interesting cause, because uh, Goodman is uh, one of the stars of the Roseanne show, which has taken uh, some sure. uh, comedic turns. Wow, maybe ABC in general yeah. sees a huge opening out yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that could be. So last night, Rudy Giuliani said that he's talked to Robert Mueller. Yep. And Robert Mueller said, we believe we can't indict a sitting president. Now, did that happen or not? If it did, that's pretty big news. Uh, We got more on that coming up later, and we'll try to dig into that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've got one more thing to say, and it'll only take me a second. I've got two words that I want you all to remember. They're very important. And if I leave you with anything, I'm going to leave you with these two words. And those two words are, I'm Batman. (laughs) There you go. Michael Keaton had a commencement address at, I believe, Kent State or the somewhere in Ohio, it doesn't matter. Uh, welcome to the yeah, Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, this time of year, you hear a lot of clips from the commencement addresses. I'm not exactly. Maybe the whole country should rethink the commencement address. I'm not exactly sure what we're trying to accomplish. It is who is it? Who can get the biggest celebrity that went to their university? Is it uh, a kid who got good grades with no perspective on the world, throwing out their idea of what should happen when they have no, like I said, no perspective? I don't know what we're trying to accomplish there. Joe is uh got a couple of days off. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about, though, on the one year anniversary of the Russia investigation, which um I don't it started as an investigation into a collusion between Trump and Putin, which I don't think there's any evidence that happened at all. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff that has come out of it and some breaking news in the last 24 hours. So Marshall, will get to that in just a few minutes. Not going to do mailbag because I don't want to. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. That's a good point, Jack. There's virtual Joe. 415-295-KFTC. We got some texts that I want to hit you with. My wife and kids only heard Yanni. I heard Laurel. Uh, even weirder, the voice sounds different. It is. Some people hear a man, some people hear a woman. I Maybe I'm more interested in this because I studied, uh, what did I study in college? I don't even remember what it was called. Anyway, it had to do with uh, speaking and the way the voice works and all that kind of stuff. I took a lot of those classes in college. Speech pathology. And this just is, is stunning to me that people are actually hearing a completely different word here. Do you want to hear one of the, the kind of attempts to explain it with science? It's 30 seconds. Let me hit a few more texts okay. and then we'll see. For all the people who think that Jack jinxed the Warriors yesterday, just remember Jack wore a MAGA hat during the 2016 presidential campaign. Well, some people would think I jinxed America. Some of you think that. Some of you do not. Um, audio clip controversy solved. All I hear is asinine. That would be Joe's opinion. 
ABC is currently getting to the John Goodman promo for ABC News, where they're going to give you the straight story, wondering if ABC is... um, maybe made a conscious decision to try to carve out some territory different than what other networks and cable news channels are doing other than Fox and appealing to a a different crowd. ABC is currently the most biased broadcast evening news. When compared to NBC and CBS, I highly doubt they're a change for the better. I have not taken in the evening news broadcasts in a long time. Well, I used to watch all three of them. And I just, I don't know, at some point I decided they're... um, their uh, significance in the world was so low. And then they seem to be designed more and more for people who don't have smartphones and and got the news already all day long. And it just was kind of tiring for me to watch that. Instead of uh, deeper background on a story I already know, they're presenting a story like, hey, this happened today. Yeah, it's 5.30 at night. I saw this five hours ago. It was on my phone. So thanks anyway. Three of my teenage kids here, Yanni, my husband, and I here, Laurel. Mm-hmm. Jackie, cool Kid Rock with your Kid Rock hat, too. That's right. I had a Kid Rock hat. I hear Yanni. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's hilarious. There was actually an article in the New York Times last night. It's the 20th anniversary of Yanni's big concert where he hit the world stage or something. I I couldn't have told you this. Yanni is a musical artist for uh, soccer moms, I guess. Was he the guy who's constantly holding like the record for longest note? No, that's no, Kenny. It's Kenny G. Okay, okay. Give me a little more Yanni there, Michael. For anybody who doesn't know who Yanni is, it's um, it's this kind of music. He hit the scene 20 years ago, and I guess it was a big deal. He's sold tens of millions of albums around the around the world. He's a giant musical star, Yanni. Um, who you may be super into and enjoying this song, or you may have never heard of in your life. Because it's a very niche audience. All the songs sound exactly like this, by the way. He just recorded the same song 50 times in four different albums. But he packs arenas. Okay, that's enough. Turn it off! When Joe and I were doing music radio, um, uh, one time we gave away Yanni tickets. And I remember one woman calling in. She won the Yanni tickets. And she said, oh, my God, me and my friends are all Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. And I still can remember it because they were so excited to be going to the Yanni concert. Which is fine. You know. I don't get into musical tastes. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it says anything about you. It's just interesting that he's such a big deal. My wife says I called her Yanni last night in bed, but I swear I called her Laurel. (laughs) Now that's funny. Uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC. So, yes. Uh, The NBA on TNT crew also had some fun with the Yanni Laurel uh, playing it for their panel. Do it. Please play it. Laurel. Laurel. Uh, Shaq, what did you hear? I heard them both combined, but I'm going to just go with uh, Yanni. You heard Yanni? I heard heard Laurel. What did you you hear, Chuck? I thought I heard Donut. I swear to you, I thought I heard Donut. You're the first one. You got two chances. And that's why. That's why Charles Barkley makes gazillions of dollars a year. No, they actually fed Donut into his eye. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's they were funny. intentionally pranking him to make him hear Donut. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Ah, oh, boy. Uh, the Golden State Warriors did lose last night. Even if you're not a sports fan, you were probably aware of the bet. And uh, I believe Sean owes Joe a $50 we'll, bill. We'll see what the Gaming Commission has to say about all this. Are we sure about this whole legalized sports gambling thing? Is this uh, a real? Yeah, is this I, good? I think we're already seeing the results. Um, Marshall's news on the couple of could be huge 
developments in the uh, Trump investigation. And I know that's an overstated phrase right there. So we'll get to those coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Getting a lot of texts from people who like or their parents like Yanni. So this whole Yanni Laurel controversy yeah. might be a big a big thing for Yanni music. You ever see Yanni in concert, Marshall? I did. Wow. I, I actually was expecting a no. Are you kidding? No, I did. I had a girlfriend at the time oh, who was... the things men will do for tails. Oh, yeah, who was very, <laughs> very, very much impressed with Yanni. And because I worked in radio, she sure. was sure I could get tickets. And, and you I, could. And I scored tickets, <laughs> and I scored after the show. There so. you go. You went to the yawning concert. Yeah. Eh, what do you, you do? What you got to do? Well, I, I will tell you, it was it was not terrible. It was, it was fine yeah. as far as Greek no words. <laughs> yes. Whatever that kind of music is, that's, right. it was perfectly okay. Right. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, I got to tell you, we got a lot going on. Just tweeted, just tweeted minutes ago, Donald Trump. Wow, word seems to be coming out that the FBI, or the Obama FBI spied on the Trump campaign with an embedded informant. Andrew McCarthy says there's probably no doubt that they had at least one confidential informant in the campaign. Who's Andrew McCarthy? The Brat Pack actor from he's, the 80s? Or? He's a columnist, a conservative okay. columnist. I don't have a lot of background Not on the this. guy from Pretty in Pink. No. Not different guy, dif- different no. Andrew McCarthy. Different. Anyway, yeah, Trump uh, wraps it up uh, saying, if so, this is bigger than Watergate exclamation point. I'll tell you what. As I was taking in this information in the last uh, day and uh, some retrospectives over the last year of the Mueller investigation, right. I wouldn't be shocked by any result. Trump's clean. FBI's corrupt. FBI's clean. Trump's corrupt. They're both corrupt. They're both innocent. Any of those results... Yep. Could happen. I have no idea where this is going. None. Meanwhile, exactly one year ago today, special counsel Robert Mueller began his Russia investigation. Now, President Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, says it's time for Mueller to wrap it up. He also says he has been assured by Mueller a sitting president cannot be indicted. Legal expert Jonathan Turley weighing in. It's not gospel that the Justice Department has simply declared that a sitting president cannot be indicted. Many of us believe a sitting president can be indicted. But the important thing is that it is the standing policy of the Department of Justice. And in his mandate, Mueller is required to follow all rules and policies of the Justice Department. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's well said by Jonathan Turley, I think, because both of those things are true. It's not a settled argument among legal scholars right. at the highest levels, but it is... The current, um, uh, it is the precedent. It is the current precedent. Um, and the, the, the question is whether Robert Mueller would actually say that to Rudy Giuliani. And some people think, yeah, they could believe it. Some people say there's no way he told Rudy Giuliani. Right. Now, did he say something as blanket as, oh, of course I'm going to follow all Justice Department guidelines? And then Rudy went with that to say, He's going to follow the guideline that you can't indict a president. Because that would be true. Right. That would be spin, but true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We're going to talk to some more people about this later in the show. But that that is the current precedent going back to Watergate and right. the Clinton uh, investigation. Right. He can't indict a sitting president. Right. Both Nixon and Clinton. That's uh-huh. the way it went. 
President Trump, meanwhile, held a sanctuary law summit of sorts yesterday. Trump drawing some criticism for referring to immigrants as animals during that roundtable after a California sheriff spoke about stopping gangs at the border. Trump said, We have people coming into the country or trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them. But we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. Now, the president was referring to gang members trying to get into the country, not all immigrants. But there's been a lot of uh, pushback on that statement. I have no problem with calling MS-13 animals. I have no problem with that whatsoever. They're a bunch of animals. Now, talking with a number of California local law enforcement and politicians opposed to the state's sanctuary law, Trump went after Mexico during the meeting. They do nothing for us, especially at the border. Certainly don't help us much on trade. But especially at the border, they do nothing for us. And Trump targeted Oakland's mayor, Libby Schaaf, yet again, urging Attorney General Jeff Sessions to investigate Schaaf for what he's calling obstruction of justice. You talk about obstruction of justice, I would recommend that you look into obstruction of justice for the mayor of Oakland, California, Jeff. She advises thousand people. They told, get out of here, the law enforcement's coming. So we're going to be talking to Kristen Gaspar, the yep. San Diego County Supervisor, because she was involved in the the Trump Sanctuary State Roundtable yesterday, in which he was talking about all this immigration stuff and sanctuary stuff, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Ugh, man, that's got to get figured out by the Supreme Court. Um, uh, duh, what was I going to say? Trump, MS-13, animals... I had a really important point to make. Ah, it'll come back to me. All right. How much does... I have a flat tire in my car. It's kind of distracting. It's weighing on you, It's weighing on me. How much does a person have to be worth to be considered wealthy? Well, a modern wealth index survey from Charles Schwab of Americans between 21 and 75. Charles Schwab, who makes their living by having people save money and invest it, Mm -hmm. so they might have a... An invest- investment themselves in convincing you should say. But in general, go ahead. They found that uh, most respondents put uh, put uh, wealth at an average of $2.5 million. Uh, same as last year. They also said an average worth of $1.4 million is needed to be financially comfortable, up from $1.2 million in well, 2017. I, I hate to say this for the 8,000th time, yes. as Joe and I always point out. Yes. It depends on where you freaking live. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a lot different if you live in... Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, than if you live in San Francisco. If you got several hundred thousand dollars in a lot of the country, right. you're fine. You're absolutely fine for, for the rest of your life, for you and the kids. That's not probably the case if you live in Martha's Vineyard, for instance. So, you know, it depends on where you live. Well, in the NBA playoffs, conference finals, Rockets fighting back after their game one loss to the Warriors in the NBA playoffs. Houston had five players with 16 points or more in their 127-105 game two win over Golden State. Rockets, James Harden on fire. Tucker, harassed by Green, plays it back in the corner to Harden. 4-3, got it! What a shot for James Harden! So the Rockets beat the Warriors and... And positive, Sean owes me ten dollars. Oh, that's right. He bet yeah, you ten dollars. I, yeah, I got in on it with yeah. uh, with Marshall too. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing about uh, basketball with the three point line is I've watched in college and the pros. If a team is hot, they you can beat anybody. Yeah. If you, if you just have one of those nights where you're hitting a lot of your threes, you can beat absolutely anybody. You you can beat a superior team anytime, and that happened last night. We'll see. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Also, if the superior team gets cursed by some sort of odd supernatural cooler force, then yeah, yeah, yeah it's and also going to hurt the outcome I, of a game. And I wore my Warriors hat, which yes. didn't help anyone. 
Hey, we got to get a guest on who can explain this whole Andrew McCarthy tweet. Somebody. Um, maybe the, the White House reporter for the Examiner or somebody, uh, Hanson, for later in the show. Because this, this is a big one from the president. Now, did he go off half-cocked or does he have some info here that's going to be huge? Again, all I got at this point is the tweet, which right. uh, came down just a few minutes back. We'll dig into that more. So there's been a lot of stories uh, in the last couple of days, well, the last couple of years, actually, about these leaks out of the government. For instance, who leaked the nasty comment about John McCain? Who leaks the president's phone calls? Who leaks any of this stuff? We're going to talk to Brad Garrett of ABC News on why government leakers leak coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So once again, we've got this Trump tweet that just hit that is uh, could be huge, depending on well, what his knowledge is. Let me read you the Trump t- tweet. Wow, word seems to be coming out that the Obama FBI spied on the Trump campaign with an embedded infor- informant, all caps. Andrew McCarthy says, and he writes for the National Review, there's probably no doubt that they had at least one confidential informant in the campaign. If so, this is bigger than Watergate, Trump tweets. So this is going to have people digging into this story throughout the day and trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, More on that later. Right now, we'd like to uh, welcome Brad Garrett to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This has been a... Hey, Brad, welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Good morning. So a problem for, well, a number of administrations in a row. Um, It seems particularly in the Trump administration that constantly leaks coming out of the government, including in the White House, including people that work for the president... And you're on the story of why leakers leak. Why do people leak all this information? For a lot of different reasons. I think if you look at the leak about Senator McCain, that's probably because somebody was just outright outraged that uh, that statement was made. Uh, some people, politicians, will leak information to to perhaps damage uh, a particular subject and or sway people to think a different way. Uh, people like Edward Snowden and uh, the, the person who leaked the CIA NSA hacking tools obviously, I guess, had some issue with the level of surveillance we do. So it, it kind of runs the gamut as to reasons. Um, so we had the leaks a couple of weeks ago. It's hard to keep track of what, you know, the, the modern news cycle is just insane, isn't it, Brad? There's no question about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we had the story a couple weeks ago where, where so, so Trump nominates a guy to run the VA. Then a bunch of stuff leaks out about his past, and uh, and he ends up having to, 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 to withdraw his name for consideration. That leak was designed to to end up with him not being the VA secretary. I mean, that was a that was an attempt to to do him in. That happens a lot, right? Of course. And I think it happens a fair amount in politics where people leak information about another, you know, an opposing candidate to get us to think in, you know, not favorable ways about that candidate. This has been Joe and I's theory for a long time, just because we, you know, recognize human nature and have known a number of reporters. How often is it reporters who want to feel cool might be uh overstating it but they just they just want to they just want to 
they want to be a big deal. Um, th- th- this is uh, people leaking to reporters like, hey, I'm a big deal. I've got the info. Info. Here's the information. Do you think that happens? Well, I assume it does because there's every type of personality in the news business as there is in any other kind of business. Yeah. Yeah. How Have you ever received leaks? Uh, I, I, I suppose to a certain extent, but, you know, I'm in a different position because I don't really, I'm not really a reporter. I'm right. an analyst. Right. And so. So I always look at that, and I look at things like, <clears throat> well, first of all, what damage would something like this cause if it got into the wrong hand? So, you know, I'm going to look at it differently than obviously somebody who's trying to report it. True. Well, as an analyst, do you think the mainstream presses, and I mean the the the, the big people, your your network news, your Washington Post, your New York Times, do you think they have the same standard for printing leaks that they always have? Yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess. It's been my experience that they, they they do their best, or at least people I've been around, to corroborate the information, whether it's really true or accurate. Uh, and I, I do think there's some vetting, and at least you're a legitimate uh, uh, media folks that will, will do that. Well, there certainly have been a lot of leaks that a variety of people in the Trump orbit are on their way out or going to resign or whatever, and then it doesn't happen. Does that mean the leaks were inaccurate, or what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I think it's it's probably a combination of all of the above. Some accurate, some not accurate. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty clear with some of these these folks that nobody vetted them before they nominated them for uh, a particular position. So, you know, there's that issue, obviously, which is, you know, not about leaks, but it's about being thorough. Yeah, I was watching Howard Kurtz's show on uh, Fox uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I really like his show, but he... He had uh, his opinion was some of these leakers. Hey, if you don't like the president, or don't like his policies, you should quit. You shouldn't be working for the guy. Well, I think that's probably true. Also, with, for any of us who don't like the person that we're working for or or the organization, then we should just uh, move on. Yeah, yeah. And instead of just undermining it every turn, maybe you ought to just quit. Anyway, it's all uh, it's interesting stuff. Brad Garrett from uh, ABC News. Thanks for your time today. No problem. Take care. Yeah, there's there's no doubt that there's the, the, the Trump White House seems to be more leaky. On the other hand, I think the Obama administration was pretty leaky compared to Bush. Bush was leaky compared to Clinton. You see where I'm going here. That these it just We just get leakier and leakier as um, all our institutions break down and all our standards break down. And, and I think the press's willingness to run with leaks is certainly... Um, Brad doesn't seem to agree, but I think the press is much more willing to, to print a, a leak as a headline than they used to be years ago. They don't need multiple sources. One anonymous source is plenty for them. And so we are where we are with all that stuff. How much time have I got, Michael? Joe has abandoned the show in its time of need, as he is at a golf tournament. Um, <laughs> Trump had a was involved in a roundtable on sanctuary cities and sanctuary states and that sort of stuff. We're going to talk to a uh, guest coming up on that in a little bit. So I uh, not only have a flat tire on my vehicle, which I'm going to go check out during the... Uh, little break here coming up at the top of the hour. Did you see how flat it is? I accidentally knocked over my container of urine that I keep in my car. Um, hmm. Yeah, exactly. Wow, unbelievable. What was that you said, Jack? Yeah, my uh, my son, my youngest, either for medicine, medicine, medical reasons, he's either on a medicine that makes him pee constantly, or it's a psychological thing. Uh, we're not exactly sure, and neither are um, doctors slash therapists. But anyway... He, he has gone through this period where he has, he has to pee like every 90 seconds. 
from when he wakes up in the morning to when he goes to bed at night. So we have to we have to carry a container. I have to carry a container in the car to go anywhere, and I have to pull over like every couple of miles and let him pee in this container. And uh, it's been uh, it's been it's made uh, life difficult for uh, well at home. Um, we have puppy pads all over the house because he can't make it to the bathroom, and it's just it's just been it's just been well it's been terrible. Terrible for him, terrible for us, terrible for anybody. But anyway, I'd forgotten to empty my uh, container of urine last night, and it tipped over in my car today. So, anybody else have that problem? Anybody else? Am I? Am I? Am I is this a relatable? Everybody no, else? Definitely oh, yeah. not. Yeah, I knocked over my jug of urine in my car too, Jack. Funny you should bring that up. No, I'm the only one. Yeah, I kind of thought that. <sighs> Living like a beast. Got a flat tire with a car that smells like urine. What has become of me? I don't know. It's all falling apart. So, <laughs> going to go out check on the tire. It's going to be impounded. I don't know. Cops, I thought it was abandoned. <laughs> exactly. Three tires smelled like a homeless person had been in there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, somebody, we thought somebody had dropped an inoperative vehicle alongside the road. So I'm surprised just, it still had the VIN number on it. We just hauled it off to the junkyard. <laughs> We're going to get to this a little bit later. According to somebody who studies this sort of thing, huge swaths of people spend their entire working lives performing tasks they secretly believe do not really need to be performed. And I think we all, now that is relatable, we all are going to do that at work today, right? Perform some tasks that we secretly believe, or openly believe, don't need to be performed at all. In other words, are a waste of time. So we'll talk about that. Um, still trying to track down what Trump means by this tweet of the last half hour that there was an embedded spy in the Trump campaign from the Obama administration. We'll try to figure out what he's talking about. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.